You're listening to Marketing Tips with Melissa podcast. Welcome to Marketing Tips with Melissa podcast. And now your host, Melissa Jakubovic. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome back. We are talking about building your empire, and this is part three of this series. It's called How to Coordinate a Remote Team. So we already spoke about how you're going to find your team, where you're going to go to find these people that you're going to delegate out these tasks to, and we talked about how you're going to train them so that they are doing exactly what you need them to be doing. So today, we're going to be talking about how to coordinate that, you know, how to make that whole process seamless and really get the team working together. So coordinating a remote team can be very tricky. There's a lot involved, a lot of relationships, a lot of different personal, intrapersonal, intrapersonal, and just different pieces of a puzzle coming together. So it can be tricky. There are different time zones. For example, I have people working for me in Bali. I have people working for me in Pakistan, Australia, Canada, different parts of the USA. We are all over the place. So different time zones can make it difficult. There are different cultures, different religions, different holidays, different ideas about how to communicate, um, different ideas in general about how to run the business, and different expectations. So there's a lot of different pieces here coming together. Also, the skills that everybody has are different. Hopefully, everyone on your team has a specialty that you're using them for, so they're in their zone of genius. And in order to create one big, beautiful business, you need to be able to smoothly put this all together so that everything flows the way it's supposed to, without any delay, without anyone being rubbed the wrong way, and everyone can really work together. Of course, you want your people to feel valued, and we'll talk more about that, but you want everyone to know that they're an important piece of this puzzle, regardless of the differences that they all may share or not share. (laughs) So the first thing is the expectations. A successful working relationship starts with very clear expectations. So establish your expectations early on. Ask your new team member to clarify what they expect from you and let them know what you expect from them. And this includes when and how you'll communicate. Will it be by phone? Will it be by Facebook Messenger? Will it be by Skype? Will it be by WhatsApp or Voxer? Will it be an email? Really figure that out and decide that early on. Also, deadlines. How will they reach their deadlines? Will you set a deadline? Will you tell them, oh, you know, this can be done this month? Or when you tell them a task, it needs to be done in the next 24 hours. You really need to clarify that up front. Payment details is also important. How do you pay your employees or contractors, your freelancers? Is it with a PayPal invoice? Is it with an invoice from another online software? Maybe if they're on the other side of the world, they don't have PayPal. Is it through Venmo? Is it through Facebook Messenger? Really decide on that and and so on and so forth. So figure out what all of those expectations are at the front end. 
because that will save you a lot of heartache later on. Number two is the communication. So determine when, determine how, and how often you'll communicate with your team. Will it be daily? Will it be via Slack, which is an online platform? Will it be weekly? Will it be a monthly team call? Will it be a Zoom chat with the whole team together? Will it be one-on-one, you and the person that's working for you? Or maybe it'll be a combination of all. Maybe it'll be both. Um, Sometimes I have my team communicating through Facebook Messenger on a certain project. I'll put all the people who are involved in that project in a group in Facebook Messenger and they'll talk for that particular project there. And then there might be another project where some of those people need to talk to different people on my team and they'll be in their own Facebook Messenger group talking about that. So set these guidelines early on so your team will know what to expect and prepare for it. The third thing is collaboration. You want to make it so easy for your team to work together. The point of having a team is to take that pressure and that struggle and that time and effort away from you. So you don't have to be hands-on, knee-deep in every single part of your business. So once you've trained them and they know what to do and you've set the expectations and you trust them to do the process, make sure that process is easy for them to get from point A to point B without having to wait for you and put it on hold. So make sure your team can easily work together. You maybe want to create a project board and give everyone access. That's a great way to get everyone together on a project. Or like I said before with the Facebook Messenger group, Whatever you need to do so that if you're out running errands or on a client call, the whole project isn't on hold. It can still run on its own. Things run more smoothly if everyone can see the big picture. So allow your team to connect without you because they're there to get things things done so that you don't have to. And if you have um, a trust issue with your team, then you probably didn't hire the right people. And of course, I don't encourage you to grow your team by hiring 10 people at once. Grow one at a time so you can really build that foundation with each one of those people. And then when you bring that second person on, the first person can kind of be the backboard to spring ideas off of or help guide that second person. When you bring the third person on, then you've got two people who are there supporting you who can help that third person as well so that you really can step out and be the CEO of your business and run in your zone of genius. The next one is motivation. Okay, this one is so important. A happy, excited team is a successful team. If you have team players who really dread working for you or you're not paying them or you're just rubbing off each other the wrong way, maybe you have some friction in your methodology or in your communication or in your expectation, your business is going to fail or you're going to have to let these people go and and bring fresh new blood into your team. And I have done that before. I've done that before with people who aren't pulling their weight. I've done that before with people who aren't communicating well. And I've done that before with people who just have personality conflicts to me. You know, not everybody's going to like everybody. And sometimes it's sad. Sometimes people on my team have become my friends 
but things just really aren't working well. And so just know that that is something that could happen and you might have to shake up the boat a little bit and that's okay. But just stay focused on that motivation. You want your team to be excited about what you're producing. You want them to support you. You want them to be happy. So remind your employees and your contractors how valued they are, how important they are, how proud of them you are and how excited you are that they work for you, how honored you feel, how grateful you are that they're on your team because that really does go a long way. That kindness can make or break someone in a job. Think about if you've ever had like a desk job or a retail job or a fast food job. If you felt underappreciated or devalued, you probably dreaded going to work and you couldn't wait to get out of there. So think about what the CEO or the manager there could have done to make you feel more important or make you feel like you really were a team asset and do that as the CEO in your company and make your employees and contractors know how much you value them. It's so important. And the last thing I have today is innovation. So your team can be your biggest source of innovation, especially if they're specialists. So they see the way that your business runs, which means that they know all the areas that it can be improved, at least the areas that they're working on. So allow them to show you what ideas they have or listen to them and give them a little bit of freedom to make those decisions. I hire people on my team. I tell them exactly how I want things done, but I make sure that I'm hiring highly skilled, very professional specialists. So there are times when these specialists know more about a specific thing than I do. For example, my Instagram department. I know how to run Instagram for my clients and I was running it for my clients before I decided to outsource that and bring someone on and delegate that. So now I have an Instagram department. Because that's the department, they are constantly in the Instagram world day in and day out, and things are constantly changing. So they're staying on top of those trends. So if they come to me and say, oh, we have this idea, let's change this or this, or this is what's starting to work now, or we've been testing this and this is working better. I am doing my clients a favor by taking that into consideration and listening to them, not thinking, oh, I know the best of everything. I know everything. Because once you know everything, you know nothing and other people may know more. Or for example, my copywriter, we have a few copywriters on the team and when they come to me and I say, oh, I'm going to put this out, this is the sales page and they go, oh, you know what, Melissa, I would change this sentence or this sentence. I'm going to listen because they're the specialist. That's why they're there. That's why I hired them on the team to make my clients projects excel and that's why they're there so if you've hired specialists listen to them and take into consideration what they say just because you're the ceo doesn't mean you know everything and what you know is best you have that umbrella picture you know the goals of the business you know where you're headed you know who's in their zone of genius and what they're doing but you need to trust that the people you hired are there to help you and support you and they may know something different than you know so take that into consideration because that's going to put you as a really strong CEO and business owner, a really big team leader, an amazing team leader, when you are able to take into consideration everybody's thoughts, ideas, and opinions, and not be like the dictator, but instead be 
open with an open door policy. And that's how I run my business and that's how I encourage you to run yours. All right, let me know if this helped you. And of course, leave us a review and give us some ideas for more things that you'd like to hear in our podcast episodes. I'm always getting ideas by email or on the comments in the platforms that the podcast runs on. And I really do take those into consideration and get you some answers to growing your business or marketing or social media. So I'm really excited to hear what you'd like to learn more about this year in 2019. All right, see you next time. If you loved this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review so we can reach more people and share our content with those that can benefit most. And before you go, I want to invite you to join my Social Marketing Academy, where you can master the skills you need to manage and scale your own business or your clients' businesses. This membership will give you all the tools you need to be successful online and teach you how to engage properly with your ideal audience. New courses are constantly being added to the Academy, and you can work through them at your own pace. Check it out now at socialmarketingacademy.org. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Tips with Melissa podcast at www.marketingtipswithmelissa.com.